Hi, my name is Jenny. And my name's still Yuri. Welcome to Conscious Cupper, a weekly podcast in which we explore and expand on age-old spiritual ideas and questions, including law of attraction, awakened imagination, and the difference between a Mobius strip and a land in the strip. We're here sipping a wonderful brew and invite you to do the same while listening in as we share our personal insights, stories and answers to life, the universe and everything in between, all based on what's written on a wooden lollipop stick. We do have a claimer rather than a disclaimer and that is we firmly believe imagining creates our physical reality. That's going to shape the show and hopefully we can help all you novice conscious creators out there. We'd love to hear from you and enjoy your inputs on Twitter at ConsciousCupper, that's C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S-C-U-P-P-A and via email at ConsciousCupper at gmail.com. Keep it short and sweet because it's got to fit on a lollipop stick. And this week we have a wonderful guest to sip along with. It's Chupa Piri. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hello. Really, really pleased to be on the show as the inaugural guest. Yeah. Yeah. First time for us. And for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for agreeing to come and do the podcast with us. And let's start with some questions for you. Could you give us three words to describe yourself? Uh, yeah, sure. So I would say that I am philanthropic, compassionate and maverick and i think the maverick bit is to do with your name is it no it's just being very independent and not a stickler to rules really yeah. just I'm bulldozing resonant. obstacles that come into my way yeah i resonate with that i will take that bulldozing on though i like that <laughs> and were you something of a maverick when you were a child uh yeah yeah, I think when I was a child, for me, rules were, were there to be broken. You know, I wasn't a bad child, but there was always more to anything that I was meant to be doing. <laughs> and it always ended up kind of pissing off my family and people around. <laughs> <laughs> what are you working on at the moment? So there are a number of things I'm working on, but I think I'll start with myself. I'm a bit of a bon viveur, and I have been for many years. So I've eaten what I liked, I've drank what I liked, when <laughs> I liked, how I liked, for many years. And and I just got to a point where I thought, you know, I can't keep doing this and not having repercussions and my health perhaps suffering in later life. And so I started doing lots around my health. So I'm eating a lot better, um, drinking lots of water, and having lots of conscious cuppers, <laughs> and, I, and, I'm, and I'm doing lots of exercise. So I spend, I do about two hours worth of exercise every day. Wow. Um, that be it a run in the morning or following some exercise class and then a, an hour's walk in the afternoon or something like that. Um, and then I'm doing lots of meditating and, you know, reading the Bible um, and meditating on the words of the Bible and stuff. And yeah, doing a lot of self-growth. So I'm looking at my leadership skills and improving my leadership skills, etc. So, you know, from a kind of personal perspective, it's it's all that kind of health and well-being is yes. my focus. Yes. Whereas kind of professionally, I'm working on my fundraising consultancy called OCO Consultancy that I set up to support people, charities, raise more money for their work and also train their staff on how to raise even more money for their work 
Um, and also my community foundation, which was set up to help people be the drivers and agents of their own change mm-hmm. and development. And the foundation itself is funded by the consultancy, which is a social enterprise that actually pays for the, the, the community foundation. Fantastic. Fantastic. If, if we need to look something up online to find you and the work that you're doing, where can we tap, click? So you can find me on Twitter at Twikatane AF, which is T-W-I-K-A-T-A-N-E-A-F. Um, and for information on my consultancy, have a look at www.okoconsultancy, that's O-K-O consultancy.com. Lovely, thank you. What's in your cup today? So, I've got a builder's tea that isn't really a builder's tea. It's a decaffeinated breakfast tea bag with lots and lots of almond milk. Lovely. Yeah. No sugar? I don't take sugar. Part of my health. So this is a conscious builder then? It's a conscious <laughs> cover, yeah. 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 Indeed. Lovely. So, Jenny, what's in your cup today? We've both got Sarah's sock today, haven't we? Yeah. Which was clearly made by Chiba's partner. Um, with the cat munched along in the kitchen. I've never had soursop tea before. I've had soursop, which took me a long time to decide to have it because it sounds terrible. But actually, this is really good. It's It's got, I can taste the soursop, but it's also, it's, it's got this sweetness to it, which is not just the honey from Zambia. Um, and it's, it's it's up my street. I'm going to be buying a, a, a box of soursop tea. Well, sure. funny enough, I've got a box of soursop tea at home that I found in the cupboard. Um, so I'll share that with you. Lovely. And I had soursop after not eating soursop for years and years because I had soursop juice, which was incredibly sweet because it had lots of sugar in it. Um, I was in the Caribbean and it was it was just like drinking sweet milk, basically, which is not up my, my street at all. Um, but I had it recently, fresh fruit. And I was really pleasantly surprised because the, the tip of it, it's this massive green fruit and it's kind of milky white inside. And the tip of it isn't very sweet, but as you eat along, it gets sweeter and it was really lovely. So that was that was a gift from a client of mine to taste that. And so I had that recently. So I'm in a, a sour sock zone. It's lovely. All hell the sour sock. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. We've got a bunch of lollipop sticks with questions and quotes on it. And we're going to roll a dice, decide who picks first. Then we have up to five minutes on the clock to answer, to ponder, to consider. The lollipop sticks that we have, we're going to pick today, they're going to be on the Twitter page at Conscious Cupper. So you can have a look at those and ponder and consider and answer yourself too. Absolutely. Okay. Chipper, would you like to throw the dice? Three. I'm going to have a three. three. Oh, three. Two. Two. Maybe I'll guess you go first. Yes, I think so. Would right. you like to pick a lollipop stick? I will. Oh, wow. Right. So the question I've got is what's the best advice you've received? Um, yeah, so I've, yeah, over the years I've, I've received some excellent advice from people, some sort and some not sort, but the one that, um, kind of resonates with me the most is the advice my dad gave me when I was very young. 
And that was to surround myself with people that would help me grow. Mm. And, you know, when you're young and all you, you think about is, oh, I want to be with the coolest person in the room or the coolest this, and I want to be with the fastest runner and the best this and the best that. Yeah. And when he said that to me, I, you know, being young, I, I didn't quite understand what he meant. But as I grew, I, I guess I started um, looking for friends that would actually help me grow and surrounding myself with people that would grow would help me grow and and that was because of the the advice that my dad gave me so I had I have such an eclectic mix of people surrounding me that um, bring something to my life I've got friends that um, have helped me grow around sort of like personal things you know one of my closest friends has taught me about humility right and that is was just something that having grown up you know being so kind of caught up in having the fastest friends and the best this and the best that I was far from being humble but I have one friend who taught me humility and that has lived with me and then you know you have friends who help you professionally you have friends who help you look at yourself and the needs for yourself and yeah I mean that's just taking that advice from my father has helped shape the person that I am now which is why it's the best advice that was ever given to me. So it was like a seed that he planted in you that's, that's blossomed through your life in, with different branches and in different different ways, it sounds, that's really fed you and, and been a, a lovely resounding energy in your life, that those echoes, sort of ancestral echoes, whether they're, you know, living or, or gone, that, that help you walk your path. Yeah, and actually, I, I don't know that it was purposely sought by myself I think it was just something that I started doing unconsciously yeah finding the people that would help me grow based on the advice my dad gave me mm, and I'm sure he was part of the growing absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely suddenly because he was both the seed and the person that you kept around to help you grow so. the first per- yeah, yeah the first person that yeah that oh, I had around me that helped me grow yeah indeed yeah Oh, wonderful. What that advice actually helped me with was finding out more about who I was as a person and getting closer to being my authentic self. So you'll remember the the, the three words I chose that best describe me, the mm. philanthropy, compassion, and, and being a maverick. Everything I do is about, and the, or the person that I am is about compassion and philanthropy which is caring about the well-being of others I wouldn't have reached that place and that realization without the help of my father and that advice that he gave me because all the people I was interacting with and learning from were helping me realize what it was that that made me tick that made me the person that I was the person that I am is one that is very much about philanthropy and compassion um, and one who absolutely lives by the the principles of Ubuntu, which is a Zulu word, which means that I am because you are. That's who I am. Lovely. Okay. Thank you, Shubhi. We're going to do the next lollipop stick. And I've got a quote from Toni Morrison. 
Silence is as close to music as you can get. This is an ad lib of something Tony Morrison said. Silence is as close to music as you can get. Okay, you're on, Jenny. You know, this makes me think of the recording by John Cage, which is like, he does this recording of five minutes of silence. And the first time I heard about this, I thought, what the heck? What the heck is five minutes of silence? This is not music. And as I've developed as a person, I've been um, using silence as a way of calming my thoughts, um, releasing tension in the body and so on. And when I have engaged with silence, you start to hear all the music of the world, especially if you're doing this in nature, the sounds of the birds, the crickets, the people, the children playing, people walking by, the dogs barking and so on. And it makes its own rhythm and sound. And what's even greater is every time you use five minutes of silence, the soundtrack is different. It's never repeated. So I started to appreciate what he had, he had recognised. Um, he is a composer, or was a composer, um, so it's kind of like this flip side of, of the music of the drum and bass and the house and the funk, where everything's filled with these very talented people bringing things together, harmonising and so on. But what if you just switched all of that off and there was nothing but what is right now? What is the music that you could hear with, along with your own heartbeat? The rhythm of that. I really did appreciate that because it, it brings you into the present moment and because music is about harmony, it's like what is happening right now? How are you being in harmony right now with what is happening? Rather than the track you heard back in 2010 or 1973. We're trying to almost bring back memories of that. What is happening right now in your life? What is the sound of your world right now? I really appreciate what Tony is saying there. Can I ask you a question about that, uh-huh. Jenny? Um, and how can we, as as these, you know, we, we're beginning to consciously create our reality, how can we use the silence to do that? And also I'd like to, maybe if you've got time, to say how that translates into your artwork. I, I think of silence as being this place or this state of being from which all sound comes and the more silence you have the more defined those sounds are the more clarity just as space produces forms and give them definition and stillness produces movement and gives that grace the more silence you have in your life the more clarity you can give to the sounds you make the sounds you speak the sounds you hear and the sounds you're now that we're learning to imagine yeah Mm. so in terms of the art i i do have music playing i do have some soundtracks that i do use um to to put me in a certain state of mind uh, to give me some harmony but usually when i wake up in the morning i don't have anything playing i don't put the radio on so there is a silence that that gives me clarity about the ideas that i want to then 
put onto paper. Yeah. Yeah. I'll leave it there. Lovely. Fantastic, Jenny. Thank you for that. It's your go. The nerves. <laughs> I don't recognise my own writing here. What would you have to do or need to feel fulfilled? Okay, five minutes. Okay, so I can answer this sort of from a personal perspective, but also sort of from a principal perspective. Mm -hmm. So um, I think personally, I think I really resonate what, with what you were saying, Chupa, about, you know, you are this person and these three words really define you. So when you meet the person and the states and the situations that resonate, that really that makes you feel fulfilled, you know, and you're what is called into being in those states. So there's um, something that Neville Goddard says that's stayed with me. In order to be peaceful, you are going to be called into a situation where that peacefulness is called out of you. So probably a situation that's not so peaceful. So to be a peacemaker, you need to go somewhere and are called to some somewhere where you can you can act on that that peace that lives within you. Mm. So I think that those moments are very fulfilling. So I'm a social entrepreneur, which so I resonate with you a lot as a philanthropist. And um, so when I when I'm in situations where those skills that energy in me is is called upon, I I just feel thrilled. I feel absolutely thrilled. I get very excited. Those self concepts, those the highest self concepts of myself, when they're called into being, that is very fulfilled. But now I understand how to create that myself. So it's less. You know, oh, I'm just sort of waiting to be called upon. Mm. You know, oh, I hope today is the day. You know that those those skills will be called out, um, and those talents and that 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 beautiful energy that I know I I harbour in me. You know, and so now I can use what Jenny was talking about the silence and the stillness to go into my imagination and call on that feeling of fulfillment so it's it's your your arriving before you depart so you feel the fulfillment now in your imagination because you know what that feels like because you've had so many incidents of this happening in your life through grace that you know you you're you're attracting it and as you become more of yourself it that attraction builds and so now in my imagination, and I can feel it, I've got goose pimples, that um, I know what that feeling is. So I'll go into my imagination, I'll feel surprised, delighted, thrilled at that fulfilment. And sometimes it's very specific. Okay, so in, in the podcast, I was talking about being in a forest, and I really love that, and that's something that really gives me a great feeling of fulfilment and, and joy. So I want more of that. So when I did that, I, I then was taken twice to places that reflected that feeling that I'd given in my imagination because I was here with my eyes closed. So you can create. If there's something specific you want to be fulfilled over, you want a specific flower in the garden, you want a specific chair, an object, or you want to meet somebody to help you with your business, 
Imagine meeting them and how thrilling and wonderful and joyful that would that would um, feel. So yeah, I think that's. Do you have a, a can I ask if you have a particular method that you use, or is it um, with each desire that needs fulfilling? Do you just do you tailor it towards that? I think I think there is a, there is definitely a method. So it's it's about going into the silence, the stillness. And the quiet within it's it's a bit like a meditation i personally um like moving meditation so there's a stillness within me but my legs are moving but i i your imaginary legs are moving no i actually i i i, I move with it and okay. i'm i'm just inside myself i used to my mum used to get so frustrated with me i can zone out it's what what my mum used to call zoning out so they She'd be like, Eurydice, Eurydice, Eurydice. No, Eurydice is on another planet somewhere. She, she, you know, can't be contacted. You have to, you have to come back later, sort of thing. She's busy. Yeah. And so now I use that. Um, so that's the method I use. Yeah. Do you know what's really interesting, right? As, as, you, as you were saying that, I was thinking about what meditation has done for me. And meditation actually made me realize that I was fulfilled. And made me recognize what being fulfilled is all about. Is, you know, for so long in my life, I've been, you know, doing stuff, trying to set up my consultancy, my my um, community foundation, and doing all sorts of things and working. Mm. And I was so busy that I didn't hear, but I needed that silence mm. to actually get in touch with myself. And it was by actually meditating that I could feel and realize that actually I am fulfilled. Yeah. Whereas before I was too busy doing stuff, so I couldn't feel that where I was with it. But I, you know, it was it was just, it was incredible to know that, yes, I am fulfilled and this is what it feels like. But to find it, I need to be quiet. Yeah. To yes. feel it. Yes. And I think we were talking about this this morning, just to sort of, you've already got everything you need. Absolutely. You know. You, you're you grinning cheaper. I can. I, I can am. Really, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I completely believe in that. I have seen it work. I mean, there's that term that um, I came across a few years ago, and it's it, the term is paranoia, which is the opposite of paranoia. Mm. And, you know, paranoia is all about the world being out to get you, and paranoia is the world that wants to give you everything that you want. Ooh, that for me is what. Yeah. What and the minute I heard that word, I then knew that that is mm. what it's actually all about. I already have everything I need to set up my foundation. I have everything, and you guys, and my partner, you helped me recognize that. Probably about five, seven years ago, I remember sitting there saying, oh, "I want to do all these things," and you were like, "But you're already doing them. You already have them." Mm -hmm. And it took that recognition that the world wants to give me, or has already given me, what yeah. it is that I need. To make that next you are step. already that. I'm right. that. Yeah. yeah. I just had to first identify what that was. So that's the sculpture, isn't it? Yeah. There's already that that sculpture inside the stone, inside the piece of wood, and it takes you as the visionary to see that and appreciate it and feel fulfilled. So yes. uh, you Lovely. call it out. Fantastic. We've got one more lollipop stick, and that's for you, Tutor. Okay, you ready? So my question is, what would you suggest to someone seeking great change? Wow. 
So this is a great question for me because I'm one of those people who was see who came to a point where I was seeking great change, and it was a time when I made the leap into my consultancy. Mm-hmm. You know, for years, what twenty odd years, I had worked as a fundraiser mm-hmm. for a whole host of different types of organizations in different countries, etc. And I reached a point a few years back where I was no longer stretched. I was no longer excited in what it was that I was doing, and I knew I needed to find my mojo. So what I did was kind of try and understand what great meant for me, mm-hmm. and also what it was for me to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I took once I knew what it was that I needed to be feeling and seeing and being. I took some time out to then work on. So I did lots of personal development. I did uh, signed up on, on a number of different courses. One of the courses that I think for me was a real game changer was one um, from an organization called the Daily Om. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, I don't know whether it's a school or you know, but whatever it is, but it, they're called the Daily Om. I love the name. And it was one that was about identifying what you do to sabotage yourself or to identify the things that make you sabotage yourself. And one of the biggest moments for me in doing that course was when I dealt with the um, issue of forgiveness Mm. and not just forgiveness of people that had done wrong to you, but forgiveness of yourself. And that piece of work was just incredible because what I didn't know was that I was actually quite angry and disappointed in myself. But then I got to a point where I was able to recognize that that person that I was angry with was my younger self. Mm -hmm. And by being able to identify that and understand what it was that annoyed me, the time I was able to recognize this, I was also ready with my compassion. So when I then viewed this, I was viewing it from a very different Mm -hmm. lens and recognizing that that was me and as, as somebody older and being able to separate myself from the child in me, I was able to to look at the context within which I was operating, um, the person that I was as a child, and forgive myself because, yes, that was me. That was how I was responding to the world I was living in then. Yes. But this is me now. Mm-hmm. And I'm no longer that person, but that person made me who I am now. Yes. And so... I guess to cut a long explanation and story short, by A, knowing what it was that meant, for me meant being great, um, working towards improving myself so that I could be great, and then living a life of being more authentic, being, being more of my authentic self, for me is what, what helped me change and be great, or, or try and get closer to being great. Yeah. Can I ask you, is there is there moments that you went back and have forgiven or could forgive that, you know, at the time you're like they're regrets and you think, Oh they they sometimes things go a bit wrong, you say a mean word or you, you break a friendship and you think, Oh, actually in hindsight that's not necessary but actually they're a blessing in disguise because you learnt some great Yeah. I think I, one of the things I always believe is that um, people come into your life for a reason. And yeah. it may be a, sh- a journey, it may be to show you something, it may be for a lifetime. Mm. So there may be reasons why they've said a bad, you know, a, a bad word. Your, your, your friendship has kind of broken for whatever reason, be it somebody says, whatever it is, it breaks. 
But in actual fact, that was a beautiful journey, however short it was, but it was exactly that, and that's where it was going. Yeah. And then there are those that have been there for you forever. For me, what it, this conversation means is that, you know, it's all staged. So you start off and you're young and, you you know, you the, the world is your oyster and you can do anything, you can conquer the world, and you realize that, you know, you can't and there are other things that you can do. You then identify what it is that you can and want to do. Um and then you, you're able to look back with the compassion you need to forgive yourself. Being able to forgive yourself means you also then have compassion for others. Yeah. You're able to forgive them for what it is that they, they have done that you feel wronged you. Yeah. And just recognizing that actually, ultimately, we're all human. We are all flawed in as much as we're all perfect. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's it's yeah. just, it, it's, it's, it's what it is and it's what you take from it. I, and I think I mumbled my way through that. And I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm, I've really got a, a last thing to, to ask about that. Did you think anything was unforgivable at some time in the past, but now you can see that, okay, you can apply just what you've said, but at the time you thought, this this is unforgivable. Yeah, pretty much. You know, like my sister wearing my T-shirt, my favourite T-shirt. It's <laughs> absolutely unforgivable. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know, there's some things that I thought were completely unforgivable, and now I'm beginning to believe that there are things that aren't unforgivable. I yeah. really feel that and strongly believe that and I'm hoping I get to a place where that is me yes. that it's just like yes. whatever has been done to me or is wronged me or whatever there is a reason behind that and I'm not the one to judge yes. there's 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 a lesson in everything that happens to us good or bad yeah. and there's so much positivity in all of that as well yeah. it's like when you, if you go to the doctors the doctor's job is not to like what the heck have you got this thing for it's just like what what can I do yeah. Okay. Fantastic. That's the lollipop stick stuff. We're on to Magic Minute. Magic Minute. Magic Minute is where we have the time it takes to go up, let's say, 13 floors in an elevator to answer, que- answer a question from the public. Lawson asks, are scientific theories useful tools for predicting phenomena rather than being approximately true descriptions of reality? That's a long question. Lawson. Uh, I'm sure I, I summarised whatever Lawson asked originally. Are scientific theories useful tools for predicting phenomena rather than being approximately true descriptions of reality? Okay. One minute and the doors are closing now. I think science and scientific methods are really wonderful tools of exploring phenomena. They, they don't describe all of reality. They give a, 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 a specific perception. They give us a specific way to look at reality. They, they don't, for example, they can't tell you anything about dreams because so much of science is based on physical facts and being able to measure something in the physical world. And then, of course, there's also the scientific theories that you use maths for. So they're useful tools, Wilson, absolutely. Um, and for predicting phenomena, yeah, because it helps you to get to the moon. But actually, you imagining yourself stepping on the moon is actually the first step that takes place in your imagination. The desire to fulfil that is what's is what kicks off the whole journey. Are you um, happy with that? Ooh, great. Well done, Jim. <laughs> okay, so David asks, what is the greatest of human freedoms? So the doors are closing. Okay. The greatest of human freedoms. So 
I'm going to carry on with the line of the feeling of what we've been talking about, imagination. Whether you're locked in a cell, you're on a boat, you're on an island on your own, that nobody can take that away from you. You're the only one that can subdue your own freedom of imagination. You can imagine anything you want, good, bad or ugly. I suggest it's good Mm -hmm. and it's what you do want and it's lovely. We've all tried out the not so lovely. So I think I think that's the greatest of human freedoms. And I think that is what it is to be human. So thank you, David. That was a wonderful question. Okay. I'm very happy to answer that. You're so professional. Just, that was, and yeah. that was a wicked question. <laughs> I wish I had answer. that one. <laughs> okay, Chupa, it's your turn to answer, answer a question from the public. public. What the doors are closing. The doors are closing. Press the timer. What have you got? Okay, so the question I have is from Ahmed, and it's, does your perception make the world, or is it the other way round? So I would argue that your perception is is how you engage with the world. In that you, if your view is that the world is this wicked place and everything um, is out to get you, everything is bad about the world, then that's the world that you experience. Mm-hmm. But if you look to the world and see the positivity about it and the fact that it is a beautiful place and us human beings are beautiful beings and it's just a joy to be a part of, then that is the reality. I think we make the world that we vision, is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. So it isn't the fact that the world makes our perceptions of it, it's that we make the world. Yeah. one we're, second. We're, we're yeah. there. It's gone. We've landed. You happy with your? Um, <laughs> I think so. I think so. I mean, that's yeah. the best I could do. Really. And who was that question from? From Ahmed. I I said it. Yeah. I think Ahmed left the uh, elevator happy with that. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. I, I think hope Ahmed's so, got because I was grinning. That's amazing. I'm so glad I bumped, bumped into you on the elevator. Those questions. What? <laughs> thank you so much for listening in, and thank you to our guest Chupa Piri for taking time to explain our consciousness. So remind us where you can be reached, Chupa. Sure. So that's um, on Twitter. I can be reached at Twikatane AF, which is T-W-I-K-A-T-A-N-E-A-F. And at my consultancy on www.okoconsultancy.com. Lovely. So please click away and get involved with what Chupa's doing. You can get involved with Conscious Cuppa on Twitter at Conscious Cuppa, that's C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S-C-U-P-P-A, or email mail us, ConsciousCuppa at gmail.com. Leave your voicemails at anchor.fm on their website. Ask your questions. Just just get involved. And send us beautiful mugshots, please. We yeah. like them. We can post them up on Twitter. My name has been Jenny. My name's still Yuri. And I'm always Chupa. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a tasty brew. A swell cuppa. And a slurping good time. See you next week.